We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, welcome to the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It's Wednesday. That means it is time for the Notre Dame midweek rundown. Going to do this week a little bit different for you guys. Instead of three topics and no mailbag, we're going to go do two topics and a mailbag. So I got Ryan Roberts in sort of a the background right now, playing a little bit of producer role. So he's starring some questions. He's going to bring it up when we get to the mailbag. So it's not going to be a normal thing. Just going to do it a little bit different for this week. Have a little bit of a mailbag since I don't have a third topic that I'm going to break down today. The two topics we're going to discuss today are going to be one Notre Dame team related and one Notre Dame recruiting related. And the Notre Dame team subject is going to basically talk about the run defense. We're now two weeks away from Notre Dame's first fall uh, first fall practice. They're going to start fall camp on July 26th. Uh, we're actually going to have decent amount of access this year, only two full practices, but a lot of the early, you know, five, five periods or so. So we're going to get to see a decent amount of fall camp. We will not be seeing the last couple weeks, which I totally uh, support and, and would not allow people to be at either in the two weeks leading up to when you start really doing game prep. So we're actually going to have some decent access this year. So we're going to have a lot of pretty good, uh, pretty good, conversations about fall camp so that's going to be a a lot of fun I think too so we're gonna have a lot of that but man we're two weeks away from fall camp starting I cannot believe how long the summer took and then all of a sudden it's like whoa we're right there two weeks away so we're gonna uh, a lot of these shows as we have said already are kind of leading into the season and and one of the big ones that I wanted to talk about today was obviously the Notre Dame run defense because when you dive into the numbers it is a very clear that Notre Dame's run defense has to get better The second topic I'm going to discuss today is C.J. Carr and his rankings. And this is um, a a very strange topic. Uh, I I, uh, listened to a little bit of an interview that the guy that does the rankings did. I was more confused coming out of the listening to that. And I had to listen, I mean, beyond having to listen to some absurdity, but just listening to him explain it. Like, I, I understand what he's saying. I just... I think it's a really bad explanation and just very misguided explanation and one one that I just it, there's a lot of puzzling stuff to it. So we're going to dive into that as well. That'll be topic number 2. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Topic number one today, everybody, is going to be about the Notre Dame run defense. And what do we always talk about, right? The discussion for Notre Dame is it's not about, okay, can they be a top 10 team? Can they be a top 20 team? What what are they going to be? It's about are they going to compete for championships or not? And one of the areas, there's a lot of areas where Notre Dame has to continue to get better and better and better if they're going to compete for a championship. This has been a good football program, right? Going back to 2017, Notre Dame has been a 10-plus win team every year except for one. That was this past season. This past year, they went 9-4, and four, had a win over a top-five team during the season, a 21-point win, had a bowl win over an SEC opponent, You know, had some quality wins, had some losses where they just weren't good enough. And in, in those losses, a big problem that we saw for Notre Dame was the run defense. And, and we've seen this really over the years. That's It's been a big issue for Notre Dame. And so th- this is an area where Notre Dame is going to have to get a lot better. And, and being a championship football team requires a lot of different factors. I'm still a believer that being a championship football team requires you, and Marcus Freeman has said this, a lot of coaches still say this, it requires you to be a team that can stop the run. You don't have to be an insane run defense. Like when you look at like some of Alabama's early championship teams, like their 0-9 team was pretty good against the run. They gave up 79.4 yards per game on the ground. Their 11 team gave up 72.2 yards per game on the ground. Their 12 championship team gave up 76.4. I mean, they've had some really crazy run defenses over the years. 75.7 in 2015, 63.9 in 2016. Things kind of started to change around 2017 with Alabama as they that was began the transition for them to a more offensive oriented attack. And since then, their lowest uh, yards that they've allowed in a in a season in the run game is is I believe in the the year that they won the title in in nineteen in 2020, or excuse me, 2016 they gave up 63.9, but since then they gave up 94.7. In 2017, 
they've given up. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to pull this number up here real quick. So let's look at their rushing defense. 94.7 and uh, the, the, the 1721.3 and 18, 137.2 and 19, uh, 113.1 in the COVID year. 2021, a playoff team. Uh, 86 yards per game. And then this past year, they were back up to 130.1. And so, you know, so from 2011 to 2017, Alabama won three titles. And in those, in that stretch, they never gave up more than 94.7 yards per game rushing. Well, actually they did once 102.4. And you know what they did that year? They got smashed in the playoff by Ohio State, giving up over 200 rushing yards, and they end up getting knocked out in the semifinal, gave up 281 rushing yards. Then you look at 2013, even though they weren't necessarily a great team that year, guess what? 106.2 yards per game, and then 76.4. So their quote-unquote down years were 106.2 and 102.4, didn't win a title. From 2018 on, they've only won one title in five years. So 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Right. So uh, uh, 17, a year of seven, a span of seven years. Alabama won three titles from 18 to 22, a span of five years. Bama won one title. One of the big differences, they have not been as good stopping the run. Like I said, think about it. 102, 106 are the lows from 2011 on. Actually, if you really look at it from 2009 on. uh, So from 2009 to 2017, their three lowest years were 110.2. 106.2 and 102.4. The last five years, 121.3, 137.2, 113.1. COVID year, uh, 86 in 2021, year they were the runner up, and then 130.4 last year. One title in five years. And I think that's something that Coach Saban is trying to, trying to fix uh, when it comes to getting his defense back on track because you need to be able to score points. We've talked about this. But you're still seeing a pattern in the five years that 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 uh, Alabama has only won one title. You're still seeing a pattern, and the one title they won, by the way, I, I forgot to mention this. The one title they won was a year where they had a very low, th- their yards allowed per game was lower. It was the second best stretch that they've had. They have also been a team. If you look at it, so from 18, they obviously made it to the national title game that year, got blown out. Why? Their defense wasn't as good. So you've still got to be able to make stops to to compete in championships. But to win it, you also have to be able to score. So we've talked a lot about Notre Dame needing to be able to score. Notre Dame's had some very good run, very good defenses over the years. And I would argue their 18 and 20 teams that made the playoff were carried by their defense primarily. But in those years, they still weren't able to, to do damage in the playoff because they couldn't stop the run. That's been a big thing. So let's look at the numbers to make my point. I'm going to back up my point. This are these are the national champions going back to 2016, and I'm gonna I'm using 2016 as a as an example to show number one for Notre Dame, for example, how far they've come, but then also to show that, that where there's improvement to be made. The 2016 Clemson team going back to 2016. So this is the last seven national titles was the worst rush defense there was. From a yards per game standpoint, they ranked 24th in the country. The LSU team in 2019, which was that elite offense, was a team that ranked gave up 120.8 yards per game, 3.7 per carry. They ranked 21st in the country. So the last seven national champions are teams that have ranked in the top 25 in rush defense, every single one. And then four of the champions 
have been top 10 te- have been top five rush defenses in yards allowed per game. The story is not a whole lot different when you look at yards per attempt, which is another way to look at how to evaluate success in the run, in the run defense. Cause you could actually be not a great run defense and give up a lot of yards or not give up a lot of yards because your offense is elite and you're blowing people out. And so teams aren't running the ball in the second half because they're, they're throwing the ball. So I think you have to look at yards per attempt. And that's where you see like with the LSU run defense in, in 2019, I think the yards per attempt, I would argue is a little bit more indicative of who they were as a defense that year than more. So the yards, they were a top 30 ish type of run defense. They won a title that year because they had arguably the greatest offense ever known to mankind. So unless Notre Dame is going to have the greatest offense we've ever seen, score 50 points a game, have a quarterback that throws for 60 touchdowns, have three first-round draft picks at wide receiver, a first-round draft pick at running back, the number one overall draft pick at quarterback, et cetera, et cetera, then they're going to have to be able to be better on defense, even than what LSU was that year. Then, of course, the last three seasons, Alabama had a very staunch defense in 2020. And then George, of course, the last two years has been an elite defense. And so uh, I, I think those are the things that you look at and say that Notre Dame has got to get better. The, this is evidence of it. Now, you've had some teams that have made the playoff and not been great in rush defense. TCU this past year actually won a playoff game without a very good run defense. They gave up 158.9 point, uh, yards per game, 4.3 yards per attempt. In 2021, Cincinnati gave up 149.1 yards per game, 3.6 per attempt, which is actually – pretty decent all the 2020 teams were pretty good uh uh, actually alabama that year was the lowest in rush defense of the four playoff teams notre dame was 0.1 ahead of them uh you look at uh, number in 2019 you had oklahoma was a team that gave up 134.1 yards per game which isn't bad but not good enough and then 4.1 yards per attempt which is not good 2018 oklahoma gave up 159.8 points per game notre dame is at 139.5 and those are the two teams that obviously lost in the first round of the playoff that year. The next year, Oklahoma again, 156.5. Not a great rush defense. Georgia that year gave up 126 a game, which was good, but again, something that 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 hurt them uh, in the postseason. And then, of course, in 2016, Washington was a defense that gave up a little over 130 yards per game. So you, you've seen teams that, that have not had great run defenses, but not a lot of those teams won playoff games. And you look at Alabama in 2018, Gave up 121. They won a playoff game. In 2017, Georgia gave up 126. They gave they won a playoff game in a overtime shootout, by the way. You look at uh, past years as well. Oklahoma in 2019 didn't win a game. You look at 2021, Cincinnati didn't win a game. Michigan had a much worse defense in 2021, rush defense statistically, than they did last year. They were 126.4 in 2021. This past year, they were 97.9. You know, again, they were a little bit more competitive in the postseason, but what could they not do in the semifinal game against TCU? They couldn't stop the run. TCU ran for over 200 yards that game. So you've got to be able to stop the run, not just statistically, but then you've got to be able to do it in the postseason. So you look at these numbers and it backs up the point that I'm making. Then you look at what Notre Dame has done during this last seven year stretch, and you see that their numbers aren't competitive compared to the other teams that, that are winning championships. I didn't want to start off with the 2016 team because that was the last year of the Brian Van Gorder era. And Notre Dame was obviously a a very poor run defense. But if you look at since then, Notre Dame has been a pretty consistent team in some areas. Their best year was the COVID year at 113.0. I I think whenever you look at a span of five to six plus years and the 2020 season was an outlier for teams, then you have to kind of say that was more COVID-related. Schedule changes, practice changes, 
It was just a much weirder year. Outside of the one COVID year, Notre Dame has been a minimum 131.3 per game. Now, the interesting thing is that actually of the non-COVID years, last year was actually Notre Dame's best statistical year uh, really since Bob Diaco was the, the defensive coordinator for Notre Dame. So if you if you look at it, the 131.3 was actually Notre Dame's best rushing defense statistics since the 2012 team in a non-COVID year. That team was significantly better. That team gave up 105 yards per game that season. So when you look at Notre Dame, they're giving up too many yards. And then you look at the second category, the, the YPA, that's yards per attempt. And when you look at number Notre Dame statistics there, 3.8 or better every year. I'll point. I'll, I'll take you back to the teams that are winning championships real quick. 2.9, So even the teams that have given up y- yards that are comparable with Notre Dame. So if you look at LSU in 2019, Clemson in 2016, Clemson in 2016 had numbers that are somewhat comparable to Notre Dame's. Uh, the one Notre Dame was the last couple years in, in yards per game, but Notre Dame was 0.2 lower in yards per attempt, which in relative to the rest of college football was significantly lower than what we saw in Clemson in 2016 because the game, again, the game has changed a little bit. Uh, so I, I think those are certainly areas when you look at Notre Dame and say th- it's very clear defensively one of the key areas that you have to get better at. So let's talk about why. Why is being a, a, a strong run defense important? Number one, I think a, a strong rush defense means that you force teams to go through the air. And anyone will tell you in football, if you're a football coach, a lot more bad can happen when you throw the football than you can run the football. And that's why you see a lot of teams that throw the ball a ton. They have a lot of quick game, low risk, uh, not a lot of an opportunity for some of the worst negative sacks, interceptions, those type of things that, that you can fall victim to when you throw the football. And, and so when you look at running the football, if you're a, if you're a team that struggles to run the ball or your team that is very good stopping the run, more importantly, then you put teams in more passing situations. So more second and longs, more third and longs. If you can be a team that also is gets disruptives and not every good run defense is gets disruptives. And I'll get to that here in a, in a little bit as well. Then what you're going to find is, is you're going to be even more effective at creating negatives. And then if you're a team that can stop the run, I think in in a lot of cases, that's going to put you in a situation where you're also going to be a team that's good at create, creating a lot of turnovers and, or at least a lot of the disruptive plays. And turnovers can mean uh, or I mean disruptives can mean turnovers or they can just also just mean you're creating a lot of negatives. And and teams that, that do that are usually pretty effective. So, like, for example, last year, Georgia was not a great defense when it comes to forcing turnovers. Uh, they ranked in the 50s last year. They were 30 in the year before. But and they're not a team that that is a great tackle for loss team because of the style of play that they have. And that has to be factored into the equation as well. But what Georgia does is they don't give up a lot of big plays and they create a lot of sort of I I would call stuff. So zero yards or or fewer. They also have a a ton of efficient plays on defense of two yards, uh, three yards or less in normal downs, two yards or less in more short yarded situations. And so when you get into those instances, and you, and you look at a team that is really good stopping the run, they're not giving up big plays and they're not giving and they're and they're putting teams in, in really challenging run situations. And that's something uh, that you have to be really good at, in my opinion, to be a really good defense. And so uh, having that kind of defense allows you to be highly effective 
as a, as a football team. Uh, for for Notre Dame, it comes down to it, and you say, okay, well, for, for Notre Dame, it's important for a couple reasons. Number one is this season, they play teams that want to be balanced. Ohio State wants to be balanced. I think at least when they're good, they are. USC wants to have a level of, level of balance. We talked about this going into the matchup last year. One of the, the big misconceptions about Lincoln Riley is because he is such a I mean, really smart pass game guy. They've obviously had a ton of great success throwing the football over the years. But one of the big misconceptions that people have had about Oklahoma over the years, and even last year with USC, is they they do like to run the football. They do they do like to have a level of balance. If Travis Dye doesn't get hurt last year and, is, and he only plays 10 games, if he plays a full season, he's over 1,000 yards. If you look at where Oklahoma was under Lincoln Riley in the past, their worst season, I believe, was like 179.7. They had a number of 180.6. But when they were really rolling – in Riley's first few years, you're talking about a team that was 236 yards per game, 217, uh, 247, and 240. They want to be able to be balanced. The years that Alabama, that Oklahoma under Riley had a Heisman Trophy winner quarterback, they averaged 200. Excuse me, that's USC. I'm looking at Oklahoma. So in 2016, uh, they had that's the year. No, Baylor. What year did Baker Mayfield win the Heisman Trophy? Was that uh, 2015? I'm trying to find that here real quick because I think 2017 was Lamar Jackson, right? Baker was 2016. Okay, so yeah, so Baker Baker was um, no Baker was 2017. All right, so Baker wins the Heisman Trophy in 2017. That year, they averaged 217.8 rushing yards per game. Had two running backs with over 700 yards, including Rodney Anderson, who had over 1,100 yards with the Heisman Trophy winner quarterback. The next year, they go out. Kyler Murray is the starting quarterback. He wins the Heisman Trophy, throws for over 4,000 yards but they rushed for over 240 yards per game. Kyler Murray had over 1,000 yards, but they also had Trey Sermon, who had 947, and Kennedy Brooks, who had 1,056. So I think when you look at that team and you, and you look at what they're trying to do run game-wise, they are a team that likes to be balanced. So your two best opponents want to be balanced. Clemson is a team that is going to strive for greater balance this season with the things that they do. If you look at TCU last year with Garrett Riley as the offensive coordinator, what was a big reason for TCU's success against Michigan in the semifinal game? They were able to run the football. TCU averaged 193 yards per game last year. They had a, a Kendra Miller. If he does not miss, I believe he missed the semifinal game against Michigan. He didn't. I mean, he 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 only played eight, carried the ball eight times against Michigan. Got hurt. Didn't play in the title game. Still rushed for 1,399 yards last year. Uh, very productive running back. And when you look at 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 um, TCU's rushing performance, they struggled in the championship game and couldn't run the football. Before that, they they were over 100 yards in every game, and they had, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games last year with over 200 yards, including a 361-yard performance against Oklahoma, and they ran for 263 against Michigan. So again, a team that wants to be balanced. Well, now that comes to Clemson, and that's what you're going to see a lot of with Clemson. He's also from his brother's, obviously, lineage as far as offensive football. And his brother also wants to be able to run the football and and be balanced, even with great production in the pass game. So those are things where just Notre Dame getting through their schedule this season is are going to have to be able to play teams that stop the run. Navy obviously is a team that is is, uh, is going to try to run the football. Uh, when you look at Notre Dame's overall numbers, the reason I put yards for I, I like to focus on yards per attempt also for Notre Dame is because Notre Dame's total yards per game is going to be a little higher than the other teams that we're looking at because they're always going to have Navy on the schedule. There have been years where Notre Dame has held, has given up 200 plus yards to Navy and held them way over a hundred yards below 
their season average. And, and so that, that part can be a tad misleading. It's not going to go from like 151.7 in 2019 to 105. We're not talking about that kind of jump, but it, it does have an impact on it where, you know, you may look at, you know, seven to eight yards difference when you look at what they, what they do for Navy. So for example, last year, Notre Dame's rush defense gave up 131, as we said, 131.3 yards per game. If you take the Navy game out of the mix, Notre Dame is is at 121, so about 10. If you look at 2021, uh, you look at where Notre Dame's rush defense was that set season. They gave up 135.5 yards per game. They gave up 166 to Navy. So if you take that game out of the equation, they were at 132.9, so it drops about three off. You look at 2019, Notre Dame gives up 151.7 yards per game. They gave up that season 281 to Navy. So you take that out of the equation. You're talking about a team that gave up 140.9. So it's not like all of a sudden you put the Navy game in there and they are uh, where they are and you take that out and all of a sudden they're this elite rush defense. That's not the case. But that's also why I like to point to the yards per attempt number because the yards per attempt for Navy are usually in line with the rest of their season. Uh, this year they didn't play very very well against Navy. They gave up 5.5 yards per carry. They only gave up 3.0 the year before. So the performance against Navy didn't have a, a bigger impact. I think when you look at the 2022 team, it, it's also interesting because the 2021 Notre Dame rush defense really struggled at the beginning and the end of the season. And then there was like one game in the middle. It was a very weird season. So Florida State gave rush for 264 at the beginning. Oklahoma State went for 234 at the end. They both were over five yards per carry. And then in between there, you had the North Carolina game, which was 224 at 5.7. But in between those two stretches, you had a lot of really good run defense. Last year was a little bit more inconsistent, but a, a similar story. You know, Marshall was not very good. Pretty good run defense the rest of the way. Bad against Navy, bad against USC. And then, of course, the first two games of the year, I should say, they weren't very good stopping the run. So you're seeing flashes from Notre Dame being a really good run defense. But they're not able to consistently do it. And they're also not be able to keep teams. Again, it's the yards per game is one thing that's important. You got to get that down. One way to get that down, have a more explosive offense that goes out there and jumps on teams and you win games more convincingly so teams can't run in the fourth quarter. So combined with taking Navy out and combined with with having an offense that's giving you more big game opportunities where you're really blowing people out, then all of a sudden you're going to be in a situation where teams can't focus on running the ball as much on you as, as they do other teams. You look at Georgia, for example, you know their, their rush defense the last two years has been tremendous, but if you look at, at what they do, they just jump on teams so quickly that it just takes you out of your ability to run the football at times. I mean, that's just something that's been an issue for them. They're a bit of an outlier when you look at the other teams on the schedule. I think one of the things that you'll learn pretty quickly when you break these teams down is when they are blowing teams out, a lot of times they don't give up a lot of yards. You look at LSU in 2019. What's funny about the numbers for LSU in 2019 is they ranked where they ranked, which, I, which I'll, I'll bring that back up. But they gave up 400 yards in a game that year against Ole Miss rushing the football. And that was one of their more competitive games of the season. They jumped all over Oklahoma. Oklahoma could only run for 97 yards. They jumped all over Georgia in the SEC title game. So Georgia only ran for 61 yards. Do any of us want to sit here and think that 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 LSU's defense was so staunch 
in 2019 that they were able to hold Georgia and um, and, and Oklahoma to under 100 yards. They were able to hold Texas A&M under 100 yards. They were able to hold Utah State under 100 yards and Northwestern State and Georgia Southern and all these teams 100 yards. Only give up 102 to Mississippi State. No, what happened was is those are games where they were blowing people out. And it allowed those teams to kind of have more yards. Alabama, for example, didn't run for a lot of yards that year, but they had one of the better yards per game attempt averages or yard per attempt averages against Alabama because it was a closer game. But even that game, part of the reason Alabama only ran for 123 yards that game is because LSU jumped all over them in the first half. They were blowing LSU or Alabama out in the first half, and then Georgia or Alabama was able to kind of to, to get back in the game. The Ole Miss game was a little bit more of a back and forth early. Uh, the Florida game was a little bit more competitive early. Florida was able to run for 146 yards. So the offense can help the Notre Dame defense. Limit the yards that way That way, by by limiting the defense. That's obviously a, a big part of what Notre Dame needs to do. But the other part of it to me is, is the yards per attempt. That's the bigger one. I want you to look at this again. So this is going to be this category right here that I'm that I'm highlighting right here. This area right here is what I'm talking about, yards per attempt. Not one team that has won a championship in the last seven years has had a yards per attempt average allowed of higher than 3.7. Then when you look at Notre Dame, Notre Dame has not had a single season in the last seven years where they were where they got to 3.7. Now, to their two playoff teams were both 3.8, so they were close. And if you look at Notre Dame's yards per per attempt average in the regular season. They were in that 3.7 category, I believe, both times in the regular season. Obviously, but what happened What in the playoff, Notre Dame's defense was not able to stop those teams from being able to run the football effectively. Bama ran for 140 at 5.6 yards per attempt. Part of that was on a big run from Najee Harris. 2018, Clemson runs for 211 and 5.7 yards per attempt. So once they got to the postseason, they weren't as effective. So there's a couple things at play here. So then when we talk about, okay, we've identified the problem, right? Okay. So now it's about fixing it. Notre Dame's run defense has to get better. We declared it, right? So so how? What are some things that they need to do? Well, there's a lot of easy like answers you can give. Well, they got to be more disruptive. Okay. Well, that's not what's worked for Georgia. You know, Georgia's not a team that's been a great tackle for loss team the last few years. If you look at where Georgia ranked last year in tackles for loss per game, Georgia ranked 58th last year in tackles per loss per game. If you look at their elite defense from 2021, they had a great defense in 2021. They ranked 37th in tackles for loss allowed. Okay, well, how can they be that and 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 be disruptive, right? How, how can they be a team that is great against the run, but they don't create a lot of negatives? It really comes down to it. It's pretty simple, really. It's that's the type of defense that they play. You have to be able to look and say, what are who are you as a defense and, and what allows you to be effective? Clemson's 2018 run defense, for example, if you look at them, that was a very good rush defense, gave up less than 100 yards per game. That year, Clemson ranked second nationally in yard. And in, in when I've given you the tackle for loss numbers, by the way, I'm giving you per game averages because the total number of games you play. I mean, Clemson's Georgia's playing like two extra games and most people are winning titles. Same thing with Clemson. So Clemson tied for first in 2018 in total tackles for loss, but they were second behind Miami in per game at 9.1 tackles for loss per game. Well, Clemson had a defense that's a lot more disruptive. When they won the title in 2016, they gave up a decent amount of yards, but they ranked third nationally that year 
in tackles per loss per game and led the country in total tackles for loss. Uh, their 2015 team that went played for the national championship also led the nation in tackles for loss and ranked fifth in tackles for loss per game. And, and so those are aspects of it you have to look at and say, but that's where you need to be. You need to be a team that is disruptive. Well, Georgia's not, right? So there's those two balances. What does that mean for Notre Dame? What's the point of all this? It really comes down to Notre Dame has to make a decision on who they are. Who do you want to be as a defense? Do you want to be a team that is, you know, big and physical and talented? That's what Georgia is, right? Georgia doesn't need to be a team that creates a lot of negatives because they create a lot of stuffs, a lot of zero yard gains, a lot of one yard gains, a lot of two yard gains. You're just not getting any movement because they're a big physical two gapping team that just doesn't do a lot to create negatives. That's just kind of who Georgia is. That works for them. Uh, the, the years where Alabama was dominating and, and had great defenses, you know, they were a team that that also weren't elite when you consider what their numbers were as far as yards per game. I, I'll point you to the Alab- the, uh, the 2011 team that won a national championship. Uh, th- their defense, they gave up eight points a game that year. They gave up 72.2 rushing yards per game, which led the nation. But they were only 16th in yards and in, in tackles for loss per game. They weren't an elite team when it came to creating tackles for loss. When you look at their 2012 team that beat Notre Dame, did not give up a lot of rushing yards, only gave up 76.4, but they were 47th in the country in tackles for loss per game. Who's their D coordinator? It's Kirby Smart. That's that's who they're doing now. So there's ways to do it. Now you look at Alabama, they're a lot more disruptive, but they're not good on defense. So Notre Dame has to figure out who they're going to be and then recruit to that. I believe that when you look at the players that Notre Dame is able to recruit, I, I understand that they're trying to get more nose tackles on the defense, and that's good, all right? I, you know, get Sean Chavignano, get Davion Dixon, give me some more beef, and that's fine at the nose tackle position. But overall, Notre Dame is going to have to be a team that that un- has to understand, hey, in order for us to be an elite defense, we have to be a disruptive defense because we're not going to have Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis and those type of big 320-plus pound guys that are going out there and just two gapping all game long, right? Ryan explained the difference between one gapping and two game, uh, two gapping the the other day in, in our mailbag. The, uh, Notre Dame's a team that's not just, they're not going to be able to do that a whole lot. One of the frustrations I had last year, and it really hurt them in some of the bigger games, was Notre Dame was just, it, they just won't, wouldn't turn their defensive line loose the way that I'd like to see them turn them loose. And one of the complaints that I've had about Notre Dame the last couple of years is they've actually been a pretty good team when it comes to sacks. Uh, Notre Dame has generated a lot of sacks the last couple of years, which had been an issue in past years. If you look at Notre Dame this past season, they ranked 13th in the nation in total sacks. And, and they ranked, let me see where it was, yards sacks per game, 16th in sacks per game. 2021, uh, Marcus Freeman, year's decoordinate, they ranked 12th in the nation in sacks per game. And they ranked, let's see here, Notre Dame in 2012, also 12th in total sacks by far. Uh, the best sack numbers they'd had in quite some time. So 6th, 13th in total sacks in 2022, 12th in total sacks in 2021, right? Seems great. Seems like you're a pretty disruptive defense. Well, in the past game, they are. If you look at where Notre Dame ranked this year in tackles for loss, they ranked, uh, let's see here, all the way down to 36th in tackles for loss, total tackles for loss, and they ranked 38th in tackles for loss per game. In 2021, 
total tackles for loss. They're ranked 48th. They only had 82. And, and tackles per, for uh, that was total tackles for loss and tackles for, for loss per game. They ranked 51st. When you're ranking 12th and 16th in sacks and you're ranking all the way down in the 40s and 50s in tackles for loss, it means you're not a very disruptive team against the run. So if you're going to be an attacking aggressive team, which I think Notre Dame needs to be, you have to be a team that's creating negatives in the run game. And so for Notre Dame, that means getting more athletic. I think from a personnel standpoint, they've taken steps to that. I think putting Riley Mills inside the three technique and then having a Javante Jean-Baptiste, a Nana Osafa Mensa, maybe some of the freshmen uh, playing that field in position. Now you're in a situation where you may get a little smaller on the edge but you're going to be more athletic and more disruptive. I think one of the things for Javante Jean-Baptiste last season, for example, uh, his game really took a jump from a run defense standpoint, and that's something he's going to have to carry into the 2023 season because you have to still be able to be effective setting the edge at the at the field end position, and, and that's something that they've been pretty good at in recent seasons, but you have to be more disruptive uh, from that position as well. Then inside, this is where the bigger problem has been for Notre Dame. They're not very big. They haven't been very big in the past. This year, they're much more um, big and physical this season than, than they should be last year, in my opinion. Howard Cross is going to be a little bit bigger. Uh, when you look at the uh, the other's tackle spot, Riley Mills is going to be at least 10 pounds bigger than Jason Adamiola, and he's going to be a guy that is going to have a lot more girth than Jason Adamiola had. Jordan Patejo is not that much lighter than Isaiah Foskey, but he's also three, four inches shorter. And there's a little bit more stockiness there in the lower body, but still not as big. So you got big, you got smaller on the edges, but you're going to be bigger in the, up in the middle. You're going to have multiple, you're going to have a couple 300 pounders in your rotation this year, obviously with Gabe Rubio, Aiden Kanaana. You look at uh, Jason Onye, who's going to be part of the rotation this year. He's 290 plus pounds. Tyson Ford, if he's able to battle and, and fight for a spot, get a spot, he's over 290 pounds. So you're talking about a defense game, a little bit more beef up the middle, but they still are not a big defensive line. So what they need to do is kind of get away from some of the the block occupying that they did last season and allow their defensive tackles to be more disruptive. I think that's a big part of of who they need to be. I think when you look at who they're going to model themselves after as far as, okay, well, this team won this way. I think the Clemson teams that won in 18 and 16 have to be the model for Notre Dame because those teams ran the football effectively, especially the 18 team that rushed for 248 yards per game, only gave up 96.3. And when you look at their rush defense that season, they had a couple games they gave up yards, but really not a whole lot. Uh, They really didn't give up a ton of yards. I think Pitt's about the only team that ran on them, but Pitt only scored 10 points. Pitt was running late in the game when the game was over. They knew they were going to win. They were just running it just to – get out of the game. So they got a lot of their yards in that situation as well. But I think Clemson is a team that that I look at and say that that's sort of the model for what Notre Dame needs to be. And you look at their defensive line that year, they had four defensive linemen that were over 10 tackles for loss uh, that season. That includes Christian Wilkins, who as a three technique had 15 tackles for loss in 15 games. That's one per game. You know, so for if he was at Notre Dame, that'd be 13, right? Because they play 13 most games. You know, but he's a guy that was very disruptive. You look up the middle, obviously Dexter Lawrence had seven and a half tackles for loss in 13 games. He was part of their interior rotation. But then you also had Niles Pinkney, who had four and a half. Albert Huggins had three and a half. Jordan Williams had three. Those are all their defensive tackles. And then you look at Notre Dame this season, 
and their defensive tackles aren't putting up those kind of numbers. So let's just do some quick math here real quick. So you had 15 from Christian Wilkins, seven and a half from Dexter Lawrence. That's 22 and a half. You have four and a half from Niles Pinckney. That's 27. You have three and a half and three from Albert Huggins and Jordan Williams. That's 33 and a half. So that's your rotation at defensive tackle. Let's look at Notre Dame. So what did we say? 33 and a half. Is that what we said there for that one? Let's look at Notre Dame this season and their defensive tackles. Riley Mills had six as an end part-time end inside guy. So let's look at Riley's. Uh, let's look at Riley's production here real quick because he was a defensive tackle most at the end of the season. So we'll, we'll count those. So he had one and a half tackles for loss in the bowl game as a defensive tackle. So we'll give him that. So that's one and a half. Jason Adamuel only had six. That's seven and a half. Gabe Rubio had four. It's 11 and a half. J- Justin Adamuel was an outside guy. Howard Cross had two and a half. So that's, let's see. Let's, let me, I'm going to lose track here. So let's, we got one and a half by Riley, six by Jason Adamiola. You have four by Gabriel Rubio. You have two and a half by Howard Cross, two by Jacob Lacey. That's who else was an inside guy. Chris Smith had a half a tackle for loss. So that's 11 and a half. That's 14. That's 16. 16 and a half. Notre Dame's defensive tackles had 16 and a half tackles for loss last season. That Clemson defense in 2018, which was a phenomenal defense, right? They're the extreme of it. But they had 33 and a half tackles for loss as a unit. So Notre Dame has to start climbing in that direction when it comes to their production. So if you're going to be a defense like Notre Dame that's undersized, that's going to be about speed, attacking, flying downhill, having linebackers are going to be doing a lot of pressures and a lot of stunts, there's two ways you can do it. One is to have the defensive lineman eat up spot, eat up blocks so the linebackers can blitz. I don't particularly think that fits what Notre Dame does very well. If Al Golden is allowed to adjust his blitz packages, come out and say, hey, we're going to attack with our defensive line and then do our pressures off of that, sort of like what Ohio State did to Notre Dame last year, I think you're going to see a team that not only creates more negatives in, in tackles from a tackles for loss in the run game standpoint, which means fewer yards, which means fewer yards per play because you're going to create more negatives, right? The way to have fewer yards per play is to create more minuses. And this isn't rocket science here. But what that also is going to do is then lead into other areas that are going to impact the defense. So, for example, Notre Dame is not great at being disruptive last year against the run game, which meant teams could stay sort of on schedule for the season. That led Notre Dame to being a team that wasn't very good at forcing turnovers. It's not a coincidence that those those two things went together. Now, you look at Notre Dame last year and their red zone defense. Well, guess what? Part of the reason they weren't very good at, in their red red zone defense is because they couldn't stop the run. They were 49th on third down. You're not going to be a great third down defense like they were in 2021 when they ranked 10th in third down defense. But when teams are running the football on you for solid chunks, three yards, four yards, five yards, and you're not creating a lot of negatives, then they're going to be in more third and short situations that are going to make it a little bit more manageable to handle. And so you get teams in more third and longs. It's more obvious pass plays. You can adjust your coverages for it. That means more pass breakups. That means more sacks. That means more interceptions. That means more. It means better field position. And it then gets your offense on the field more. So I think those are things that I look at and say, this is where the Notre Dame run defense can needs to get better. Be more aggressive with your front. Allow your linebackers to attack. I'm all for that. I'm, I'm a big fan of run stunts. And a run stunt for me is four defensive linemen doing different types of twists or four defensive linemen playing, doing what they're doing, and then bringing a, inserting a fifth, line, a fifth player being the linebacker 
as part of that conversation as well. I'm, I'm all for that stuff. But if all you're doing with your defensive lineman is asking them to eat up blocks so your linebackers can get pressures, that that's not going to work. That's that's That may work against some of the, the teams on your schedule that aren't that good. That's not going to work against the better teams on your schedule. So that's an adjustment that we need to see from Notre Dame this year. And then the final piece to this is you got to tackle better. There's a lot of opportunities last year for Notre Dame's defensive linemen and linebackers to make more plays behind the line of scrimmage than they did, and they didn't make a ton, but there was more opportunities to do so. And when you get in those situations, you have to be, you have to, you have to hit home. We started to see a little bit of improvement from a disruptiveness standpoint late last year from the linebacker level. <clears throat> I've broken this down before recently on the message board. If you look at JD Bertrand's numbers over the last six games of the year, his numbers were very impressive from a tackles for loss standpoint. So in JD's last six games of the season, he finished the year with eight and a half tackles for loss, which is a, a decent number when for 12 games. But if you look at his total numbers, he had six and a half tackles for loss in the last six games alone, as he started to get more comfortable in the defense compared to just two in the first six games of the season. So obviously getting more from him and the other linebackers is going to help. But at the end of the day, you still need a lot more from your defensive tackles. If they're more disruptive, it's going to make the linebackers more disruptive. And if and if the defensive tackles are more disruptive and the linebackers are making more plays and you're creating more negatives against the run, you're going to be a team that's better on third down. You're going to be a team that's better in the red zone. You're going to be a team that's better at forcing turnovers. All of that circle, to me, all of it ties back to being great against the run, whether you're an attacking defense or a team that just is like a brick wall like Georgia. Either way, the end result is the same. You're going to be a great third down defense. You're going to be a team that doesn't give up a lot of points, whether that's a team that forces a lot of turnovers like Notre Dame needs to be or a team that just forces a lot of punts like Georgia is. Either way, you're going to have a a, a really, really good um, situation when it comes to being a great run defense. And that is a key to me still today of being a great defense in a championship caliber defense. And that's what Notre Dame's trying to get to. Thank mm-hmm. you.